Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I hear all of the time from my clients, I'm just too busy to date or people complain that they can't even set up a date with someone with a potential because they don't have the time. And often I hear I don't have the energy to go online or date. I'm just too tired. Look, we're all so busy and time is going fast, which sucks energy from doing things for you like self-care, pampering yourself. And yes, that includes dating. If you don't have time for yourself, how can you be present when you're actually meeting someone? But the truth is that people often prioritize things that are easy, that are pleasurable and what they're confident in. So if dating feels hard and you associate it with negativity and pain, then of course you're not going to make it a priority. You'll put it off and you'll hypothesize that you don't have time. I don't have the energy for it. I hear this from my clients all the time and I see this a lot. And they'll say to me, they're just really overwhelmed and they don't have time. But then when I dig into their schedule and I really look at it, they actually do. I remember working with a woman who claimed she didn't have time to dedicate energy to her dating life. Now, what was really important to know about her is that she spent most of her life dedicated to school and work, which she was reinforced to do as a child. And the only praise or love that she would receive as a child was when she accomplished something. Grades, extracurricular activities, jobs. She was good because then she knew that she would get that love that she craved. So guess where her confident lived? Thus prioritizing her time, work. And so she just stayed busy and just achieving all the time. But because of that, time and energy was on that. She failed to have any time to learn how to date, learn how to flirt, learn how to attract men. And she wanted a man in her life, yet she claimed she didn't have time or energy for it. And so one of the first things I had her do was track her days and weeks. I literally had her open her calendar. I said, for the next two weeks, I want you to mark off everything that you're doing during the week. And to her surprise, she saw that she had plenty of time actually to focus on dating, but instead she was filling those holes with going on social media, watching movies for long hours without setting boundaries for herself. Even at work, she would just stay there, even though she didn't have to. And I talked to her about priorities and that the way she was spending her time was a way to avoid what felt daunting and hard for her. So we created a new schedule where she started a morning routine of self-care, actually included meditation, and it was exercise and working on her brag book. I've talked about this before, where every day she would talk about something she loved about herself. And she replaced her social media time with working on her profile flirting, having conversations online, going out socially once a week. And her reward at the end of the week was to watch a movie of her choice and veg out of the social media. So I didn't take those things away from her. I actually turned it in to a reward for her. And the outcome surprised her. Not only did she start dating up a storm with my direction, of course, and instruction, she definitely fought me on it. But then she started getting into the routine. She started flirting with men when she was out and about and she actually enjoyed it. And she felt more energized with her social and dating life and didn't even care. Here's the kicker about the social media or movies in the end. So I ask you listening, are you busy being busy? 
do you want to create change in this part of your life, but don't know how? And so I'm bringing in the expert around this and helping us talk about time energy management and how this will impact your love life. She is a mom, wife, adventurer, podcaster, seeker, and change maker. And just she's just awesome overall. She's committed to brightening the light of women around the world through her work under Women's Meditation Network, guided meditation podcasts, and resources created for those who identify as women so they can use the tool of meditation to know themselves and consciously create lives they love. She has eight podcasts in her network. She is such a rock star. Very inspiring. I can't even imagine. I'm doing one and I'm good. Anyway, welcome Katie Crib. Just said I knew I was going to watch it. You say it. <laughs> it's Katie Kremitzos and it is Kremitzos. totally okay. If you can believe it, my maiden name was actually harder than that. So what I was am, it. I- Kremitz. It's German. Oh. So it's spelled like, don't want to read it the way that it sounds. Yeah, it's all good. Kremitz oh is God. very easy. Okay, girl, like I used to be Smith. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm the office. You had it easy. <laughs> I just got used to my whole life. Just call me Katie K. Just call me Katie K. Katie K. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have to change that instruction when I got married. That was great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's right. That's Katie. Oh my God. Okay, so I was so excited to have you on. And like we were saying off air, I just feel like I know you already. And I just love what you're doing. And I think it's such a powerful tool, especially with all this like dating anxiety that's going on and the busyness. And so it's a real thing, right? It is. It oh my is. Gosh. I do always like to ask people's story because I honestly don't even know your backstory. What did get you into all of this? All right. I'm going to try and be succinct on this. It, relative to the folks listening, it really, a, a lot of it got kickstarted when I first saw my husband, <laughs> my now husband. Yeah. So the backstory to that is that I had just always been somebody who wanted to do something in this world that was very impactful for women. I don't know why. I had a feminist father, very matriarchal mother. I just, I don't know. That was just in me. Like I knew that I wanted to do that. I also had always been a writer in some capacity and knew I wanted to write and just get my words out there. And so here I am, mid to late 20s. Yeah, late 20s, working a corporate job, not loving it and have one more bad breakup that, mm. that you could pile onto the to the pile of bad breakups. And the bad breakup wasn't bad in the sense that it that like my heart was broken because oh my god, I was so in love with him. The bad breakup was bad because it was one more person who didn't choose me and I could see very clearly that I needed to rehash some things. Like I was like, my world got turned upside down because I just was so tired of not having the right love for me. So I actually, it's funny, like where I am now is so intertwined with my love story. So yeah, so I kind of went on this big quest, I guess, like this turned out to be an internal quest of it lasted about a year. And it was this hard, what do I want? And then the next question was, who do I need to be in order to attract that. So that got me going on this, okay, what do I need to do? So I started writing a book. I wrote a book about like how to attract true love in your life. I'm embarrassed about... The book itself was really good, but I'm embarrassed about like the title and the... This was back in like 2008, I was doing this. But I knew enough about that book to know, okay, I need to like get this out there. These were the early days of internet marketing. So I need to get this book out there. So I started going to these internet marketing classes here and like groups. And amongst all of these meetings, I meet Chris Kremitzos. 
And let's just say for about, I don't know, six to eight months, we just were orbiting each other, like noticing each other, but orbiting each other. There was definitely energy there, but I was like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm on this little quest. I need to do my thing. And so our really the love story and the kickoff that really has gotten me into where I am now is that we end up together. And that's a beautiful story to be told around margaritas one day. Wait a second. Oh. I have some margaritas. if Because ah. I, I know people listening are going to want to hear this. Okay. Okay. So you and I, you had mentioned this a little bit before. Yeah. We start, something happened where like we were both at a meeting. He had asked, stood up and asked the group for a resource, right? And I was working a day job. It was a resource that I could actually provide. He was looking for a room for a meeting. So that the company I worked for, we had rooms that we gave to the community for meetings. So I called him, I took down his number privately. I called him the next day and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but this is who I am. I think I can help you. You asked for this, I think I can help you. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. So he hears me out for a minute or two. And then he immediately, true to my husband, so why are you in this meeting? What do you want to do? It was a real estate meeting at the time. Why are you in this meeting? Why are you here? And we just got into this really deep, immediate conversation. And I already knew I had this little crush on him. So fast forward, he invites me to... Wait a second. I have a question. I have a question. So was this kind of like a plot of yours, like in in your mind to go to that meeting to... No, no. Like, no, I was already so related, but separate to... to, I was already going to a lot of real estate investment meetings here in my area. Uh, Yeah. And he was in that space too. Maybe subconsciously, like my spirit knew I need to make a move on this guy, but I was not conscious of it then. I literally want very innocent wanted to call to help him. So he invites me to a quote unquote meeting to let me learn more and let's see how we can help each other. And that meeting was a walk around Davis Islands, one of our little parks here. And I'm like giddy as I'm driving up because, you know, I'm already aware enough to know I got a little crush on this guy. And I pull up and there's another woman there. And I was like, oh, dang, it really is a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping there were cocktails. And no, I now yeah. know he's told me. He's like, oh, yeah, I, w- I wanted to make sure you didn't put too much into this walk that we were having. Ah, OK. So the three of us go on a walk. It's wonderful. It's just amazing walk. And the other woman who was with us, great woman. We're still friends. And that begins this courtship that happened over five or six months of us just going on walks together. We'd go on walks in nature. We would talk. We would get to, we would learn about one another and we would talk about other things. And he had been an entrepreneur since he was in diapers. I was this corporate gal who had just wrote this book and was looking to get it out there into the world. He had another meeting that he did internet marketing stuff. I started going to that meeting and I was like, I'm smart enough to know that I don't need to be around other writers. I need to be around business people to help me get this out to the world. So I was just tiptoeing into this entrepreneurial world with this intention of, yeah, I want to sell my book. But really, I was just totally like doing the dance with him, right? I was doing this, what I call this dance of intimacy. That's really what we were doing during this whole courtship time. And it's worth noting because I think your audience would be interested in this. When we talk about energy management, I had going into this kind of courtship time period with him, I had just... It was this end of this quest, right? Or this this sort of quiet period. And so I came in with a lot more clarity on what I actually wanted and what I wasn't willing to put up with anymore and who I did not want to be and who I did want to be with whoever this person would be. So... I was able in that quiet time, I was able to get to know myself well enough to know some of my patterns with men in the past. And some of those patterns I knew right away was I want to rush in and I want to make sure that you fall in love with me. I'm going to show you how amazing I am so you can fall in love with me. 
And that means putting on the show my best and brightest and I'm going to wow you and all the pizzazz. And the challenge that I found with the men of the past was that they would fall for it every single time. But a couple months in or maybe even a year in, they would discover, oh, I'm actually not in love with this girl because you can't stop being you. And in the past, took that very personally. Oh my God, they broke my heart. But the truth was, is that I had to own that. No, Katie, it's not your job to force somebody to fall in love with you. It's your job just to be you and to do... This is where I don't know if this term exists, but I made it up. Like to do this dance of intimacy to if he gives a little, you give a little. If he backs off, you back off. And that I had to practice that during this time period with him. It was a very conscious act. Every single day of these months of our courtship together was very conscious. And there were times I can look back now and be like, oh, we got in a quote unquote fight or we're not talking for a couple of days. And I, old me would go in and send all the text messages and get all cute or do whatever I could to get him back on my side and to get his attention again. And I just refused to do it because I kept thinking of that past pain going, I don't want that. I am refusing to have anything other than this great, powerful, earth-shattering love that I know I deserve. And so I've got to do the hard crap right now. This is the hard stuff, right? Is really being 100% me. And not that I was holding anything back, but just I knew myself well enough to know that I needed to do the dance. That's the best way I could describe it. Wow. There's so many things that you just said that I want to unpack. And it's such a good way to talk about some of this stuff. What's notable about your story too is how you used your busyness to actually attract a guy like you, right? Like you found a tribe that you wanted to like kind of up-level yourself with, and then you used it. Whether it was subconscious or not, it was brilliant. You put yourself out there, right? So I tell people all the time, even in your busyness, what can you do to take the blinders off in your busyness and still create opportunities? So I love that. But then, of course, just how you divulged just that whole notion of also wanting the guy to like you, like where I call, and a lot of my listeners know this, I call it shape-shifting, where you shape-shift into something that you want that other person to see. So you, and you know how to do it so well, right? Like you're so And it's not like you're lying. It's not like a lie, but it's like, it's definitely enhanced to our shape shifting because it's like, now I want to catch you. Yeah. Because I wondered, and I help a lot of people with this. I actually was just talking to my client about that because she does that too. And she's, God, I got to stop that because to your point, it's not authentically you. You're too focused on them rather than you. Yeah. And did you know where that came from? Was that kind of an early on childhood kind of connection I mean, for you? Yeah. I mean, if you really want to do the psychological you know, the uh, analysis, people know me. <laughs> I know I'm a therapist, but I just know I think it's really helpful if you don't it, mind sharing. Absolutely. Girl, yeah. I'm an open book when it comes to this. And Lord knows I've done plenty of therapy on my own and <laughs> self-introspection. So I have no qualms about sharing this. So I'm one of six kids. I'm a middle child. I'm number four out of six. So there's a lot in me that needs to be seen. There's a lot in me that needs to perform to get attention. And I'm very aware of that. There's a lot to be said there about being an overachiever, being somebody who stands out, being somebody who's different. The way that has played out in relationships is exactly that. I need to differentiate myself from every other woman here. And it's not like they're competitors, but I need to be the wow. And that needs to be, that will fulfill me. But the what ends up being true or what ended up being so beautifully played out with me and Chris was that wow. So that wow is a part of me, right? Like it's not inauthentic, but there's more to me than that. And so 
this dance that we did for five or six months, we got to see so many different parts of each other. And because we took so much time, I think relatively speaking, before that, I was used to like date number two, sweet, let's go. <laughs> Suck so, here, in. <laughs> so here we are, like we started that first walk was in January of 2009. And May is when we kissed for the first time. You're talking a lot of time together to really get to know someone. I felt like I consciously was showing him all these different pieces of me. Yes. And he and vice versa, I was seeing all these different pieces of him. It was very interesting. It's so beautiful too, because with doing that, you allowed more of an emotional connection that can lead to that kind of physical intensity. And before it was probably reversed. (laughs) That is so cool that you did it. Well, and also when you do that, there's a leaning back, right? There's a... Yeah. Oh, that's such a good word for it. Yes. Because like you had so much forward energy. I I got here, show me tell me like all that stuff by leaning back. I call it like being in your queendom. You're sitting on the throne and say, okay, I just gave you something. Now, what do you got for me? Yeah. And that's that intimacy dance, which I love so much. Yes, you do. And in that courtship phase, it's so true. And I feel like, I don't know, that just makes it so special. And I will note this because you, you touched upon it when year prior, when I went on this quest of, I'll look back now and it was definitely like a time of very conscious solitude. And it wasn't that I was against dating, practice dating, but I had these rules because once I came up with, here's what I want, right? In a relationship. And I still remember there were 23 things on that list. Here's who I need to be or how I need to be in this world in order to attract this. You know what my number one thing was? You cannot have sex with someone until you know that they're this person. And I'm going to tell you, and I was not in that habit prior to that. Uh huh. So all of a sudden... I continued to date, but because I had that so anchored in me, I had that rule. And there were a lot of other things and guidelines that I that came out of that, but that one was the most pertinent because I can remember specifically one man in particular who I dated right before I met Chris. I was dating and it was like, okay, date number one, date number two, we're having some makeout time. Date number three is definitely going there. And I just am so anchored in, I don't want what I've always had. So I cannot be who I've always been. I will abide by this rule because I know that it will help me see clearly what's in front of me. So it did. So we had multiple dates, no sex. And by like date four or five, it was very obvious that we would should not be together, right? And I got clearly, oh my God, if I would have had sex with him, this would have been a six-month relationship. Ah. maybe a year. And I would have just wasted that time. I shouldn't say that. It's never a waste of time, but I just wouldn't have been anywhere closer to where I know that I meant to be. So that was like, like fireworks for me. Okay. Go with your intuition, Katie. It's not the heart, like make your actions align with your values of what you say is important. And that is not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing to do. No, I'm glad you said that because it takes a lot of strategies and time to create new habits. Because like, to your point, like we all have those habits that we default to and it's some from your childhood, as you stated. And it's really what I love too is it's an example of when you learn how to create your own validation, your own yes. attention and not rely on that external. 
it doesn't matter what the guy thinks because the right guy's going to wait till the cows come home. And he did. Mm. And so it was, that's just such a beautiful testament. And I'm curious too, like during that journey, and it relates to what we're talking about today, in that busyness where you were just like getting up a storm and trying to manage it all, did you use some of your own like techniques back then that you were trying to test out? Like, I just wonder. meditation? Yeah. I've always been a meditator ever since I was like 18, 19 years old and never perfectly, never every single day at 5 a.m. Like that's not the kind of meditator I am. So absolutely. I would call those practices of like mindfulness and just awareness of self, quiet time, Definitely what we see is formal meditation, sitting down, listening to a guided meditation or going on a walking meditation or just have like sitting in an intentional meditation in silence. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Because in journaling, I actually want to include it in this space because I actively, my whole life really, but especially during this dating season where it was like, that was the number one priority for me. It was like the biggest thing on my radar. It was a season where I needed to know myself very well. And so meditating, taking time out to be quiet, going on walks, journaling, these were all really great tools to help me dig down deep and discover, oh, Katie, here's the habit you've had in the past of why you've gotten what you've gotten. Okay, here's what you now know that you want. And so I think it takes a certain level of self-introspection to know thyself so that you can be in relation with others in the most authentic and beautiful way. And so I feel like I've always used these tools and I will continue to use these tools. And I've used them in our marriage, which like any other has had so many ups, so many downs, And I continue to use those tools to help me better understand how I can know myself, how I can see the dark that's not so pretty and the stuff that just came out of my mouth towards my husband (laughs) that I need to take accountability for and repair. And then also, how can we be better? How can we come closer? So they've been massive tools. That's amazing. And because I think what we're talking about, this theme is about that self-love and having the time and space to really reflect on ourselves. And when we are in a state of busyness, we're almost like numbing out, right? It's a way also to avoid ourselves, to be honest, right? Like it's easier to be engrossed in work or shining up to get the guy, not really paying attention to what is and what's now and what's the connection and what's right for you. And that is what's so Awesome. And I can hear people listening. I used to be like this too. Is oh, that's just so woo. Like the meditation thing. Can you explain a little bit of like how it works and maybe even like an example of something and how that can help? I'm going to give you a very broad definition of meditation. To me, meditation is just a pause. And there's a lot of different ways to meditate, a lot of different things that you wouldn't think is considered a meditation. I would say, sure, consider that a meditation. Anything that allows you to pause from this normal, fast-paced movement that our minds are constantly in and that we usually allow ourselves to be in as we move through this world. Like, that's a norm, right? That's wow. the norm of our culture that tends to be the, just the norm of most of our lives. It's just this fast movement. We're involved in everything. We're, we've got events going on the calendar, right? So meditation, whatever you want to consider that, is really just a pause. And the purpose of the pause is to take a deep breath, and come inside. And when I say come inside, what that does is it allows your attention and attachment to all of this busyness that's around you and in your head, to the noise that's out in the world. It allows that attention to come inside into your physical body. And this isn't the only meditation tactic, but one great and very powerful meditation tactic is to come 
into your physical body, to use your breath, to come into your physical body, to follow your breath in and out, to feel your belly and your chest expand as you breathe in, to contract as you breathe out, and to use that as a way to not slow down the stuff out here, but to allow yourself to really get that you're actually separate from all of that and that you are actually this separate, beautiful being who is able to make his or her own choices. And when you separate from all of those expectations, all the shoulds, all the cultural stories that tell you what your life should be, what you should have, how life should look like right now, all the to-do list items, all the plans that you've got going on, all the worries, all the anxieties, like all of that stuff is just out here. And it's not actually you. And in that discovery, even if it's like slight moment of your breath, in that discovery that you're separate from that, you understand that there's an enormous power because you get to choose from here how you want to show up. You get to choose whether those thoughts over here actually are serving you and are helpful or whether they're not. Or you get to choose this attitude over here or you get to choose to believe these things that make you a victim, or you get to choose these things that put you in a place of power that allow you to create your life from wherever you want to create it. So in woo-woo terms, you get connected to your spirit. You get connected to your soul. You get connected to the fact that we are simultaneously one of a gazillion little specks of magical dust all around us. And also, we are this universe in and of ourselves. The non-woo-woo way to say that is like, you just get to understand how special you are. And you get to understand that you have the power to change your life and to be whatever you want to be, to move through this world however you want to move, that nothing outside here has the power to control you. Guided meditation in particular is really powerful, especially for folks who are like, I can't meditate. My brain is just too busy, which all of ours are. It doesn't matter how long you've been meditating. Guided meditations are great. And I equate them to like having a physical trainer. You know how to work out, how to do squats. That's great. But when you have a physical trainer, you now don't have to think about what you're doing next, which is a big energy part, right? So let go of the need to figure it out and just like press play on a guided meditation and just follow along with the words that the words are telling you to do. There are so many different types of meditations and guided meditations. The ones that I'm creating for all of my shows can vary body, physical body relaxation, sleep meditations to very poignant, gorgeous messages of love about how phenomenal you are and how you are worthy of everything that you deserve and how you already know everything that you need to know if you can just quiet the noise. Meditation as a practice is really just a pause, an opportunity for you to slow down, take a pause, take an inventory of self, and then consciously move forward. I don't know about all you listening, but I am so much more relaxed. I like I can hear you all day long. And not to mention your voice is like super sexy. So I can imagine guys listening are like, oh, yeah, sure. You're not still single. Um, yeah, no. And what's so great about this, Katie, is that most people complain, especially in this state and age and all, everything happening in the world is that everyone's in their head everyone's in their head and that stops them. It's paralyzing, right? Like even to the point where a guy won't approach a girl because he's worried about what's next. And women are just scared to death to smile and they're in their, they have the resting bitch faces all over the place. Like it's just, it's, (laughs) it's rampant. 
And so if everyone just could get your meditations, I think everyone would walk around the world just like a little bit happier and relaxed. And that's my mission, girl. (laughs) And that's the state that you need to be in before you walk on a date, before you go into a social event, because if you're riddled with anxiety and in your head, you're not present. And you'll do things like what you were talking about, Katie, you're busy (laughs) performing or you're busy retreating within yourself. So this is so brilliant. And you and I were talking offline about dating anxiety. This is real. Like I've had a show around this because it should be a real diagnosis. There's so much anxiety around dating and even like putting so much effort out there with it that I think something like this is inward and brilliant because I do believe the theme of all of this, like we were starting off with how to manage your time and energy. It really is about prioritizing you. Really, that's what we're talking about. Because you're the one who's going to create then how to prioritize your energy and your time. I'm really a believer and have consciously created a network of eight podcasts so far that do this. I promise you, you will immediately get what I call these like starter level benefits of meditation. You will feel more Mm -hmm. calm. You will absolutely feel less anxious. I'm not going to promise forever, but like you will definitely feel that release of the anxiety. If it's a sleep meditation you're listening to, you will definitely get more relaxed and ready to fall asleep, if not asleep already by the five minutes in. So you're going to get those immediate benefits. The deeper benefits, that really comes from meditation, which is why I hold out these carrots because that's what we all want and they're all real, Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. benefits. But really what I'm giving you through these meditations is an opportunity to have time on with yourself, to have time with yourself, to go through this process of distinguishing the noise out here from the voice inside and know yourself better. And when you know yourself better, and I promise you, we all have our ugly, dark parts, twisted, yucky, ugly, dark parts. And when you know yourself better, and you're more able to love yourself, to truly just accept and love who you are, you are better able to create a world and a life that is aligned with that real person. And that's when you can see very clearly that man over there who just did this thing is a giant red flag. And even though you want to go forward with it, like you just know everything in you says absolutely not. That's the way to do it. It's not knowing this list of here's the non-negotiables I should have. It's knowing yourself. So you have that response. You have that very intuitive response to a yes or no. Or I want to make sure I'm not, I haven't painted just such a beautiful picture over here. Or you will know that when you do engage with that person over there, you're very clear on what in this year of this time of my dating, very with the intention of having all these rules and everything towards the end of that, I absolutely was I was absolutely in bed with a guy on on date number three. And I knew what it was. Like by that time, I knew what it was. I was able to, I'm not going to say separate because you don't separate, but like I was able to just see clearly it didn't mean what I thought it would have meant a year prior. And I came out of that very aware and like just feeling very like, okay, I know exactly what this is. Okay, let's go, you know? Yeah. No, this it's so great. And I think also on the guy's side, what you're saying, because guys do this too. They're so worried about the woman 
what the woman thinks and they pour all this energy on what to say and what to do and their the fear of rejection. So all of this that you're saying also applies to you men. I we don't want to exclude you because we're all human. That's what's so funny. We all think we're so different, but really we're not. No, we're, <laughs> we're not. really not. We're not. Oh my gosh. Katie, we'll have to have you back, create a product for dating anxiety. Come back. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll promote that. I know. Right? I'm going to create a meditation just for dating anxiety. I have yeah. a couple that are relationship focused. I have one called When You're Lonely at Night. I have one that's like when you're excited about something new. But I promise you that I will make a meditation specifically for dating anxiety and I will send it over to you so your audience can have yeah, it. Yeah, we'll work on it together. It'll be fun. This is awesome. And I know you have something exciting coming up. Yeah. Please share with everyone. Yeah. So during the month of November, I am doing a big gratitude giveaway. And basically what that means is I'm giving you lots of fun things. I'm giving away 10 different giant swag bags full of all sorts of good stuff. And I'm doing it just to show my gratitude because I'm so grateful for the folks who are listening to the guided meditations that they're listening, they're finding their favorite podcasts in my network. And they're just like ingesting it, listening to it every night, listening to it every morning, whatever it is. So this is just my way of saying thank you. So we've gathered like 10 different swag bags. And like in those swag bags, we have like Just Thrive Health. We have probiotics and Just Calm from them. Organifi stuff is in there. They're doing travel packs for their green juices, energy bits. They have stuff in there as well. Trumeta, Glad Skin, which is a face care product. We have Snap Supplements. Blasoma, my one of my favorite skincare products. That's amazing. So anyway, we have a lot of amazing stuff in the swag bags. So all you have to do if you want to win a giant swag bag of free stuff during the month of November is my way to say thank you. All you have to do is go find one of my shows that you really love. You can do that by searching in the podcast player you're listening to right now. Just search Meditation for Women and all of the different shows will come up. There's a morning show, sleep show, like all sorts of shows. And you can just decide which one really calls to you or all of them. Go listen to a meditation. Go listen to an episode. And then go write an authentic review on Apple and tell me what you think. Tell me what you like. Tell me you know, what you want more of. And then go share that review on social media. Tag Women's Meditation Network, Instagram specifically. And then as soon as you do all that, you will be entered into the drawing and we will we'll put you there. And then you can enter as many times as you want. And we're get, giving all of those away by the end of November. Oh my God, amazing. That's a no-brainer. And say again how they can go get that and where to find you. So the first thing you do is you go listen to an episode. So just Mm -hmm. type in meditation for women in your podcast player, or you go to womensmeditationnetwork.com. Go listen to an episode, find one. There's hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands at this point of different meditations you could listen to. So find the podcast that sings to you, go listen to a meditation, and then go write a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Share it with us on social media that you did that. And then as soon as tag us so that we know, tag us on Instagram, Women's Meditation Network, we will know and then we'll enter you into the drawing. Amazing. I feel like I have an advantage because we're doing this before it airs. So I know I'm going to get one first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grabbing it now. And it's easy to write a review for you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Just awesome conversation. 
You're amazing. Yes, I do. We're like, once we get started, I have a feeling we're not going to be able to. I know. It's going to be it's like gonna... ridiculous. <laughs> You'll have to come on again for sure. <laughs> oh, thank you so right, much. I'm so, you. so honored to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for listening, joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you struggle being too busy and managing your energy to date, check out Katie's amazing meditations, do the grab bag thing, and hop on a call with me to map out a plan to really look at your love life. What is stopping you? A lot of us have roadblocks we and things that we can't see. And often the things that are uncomfortable are the things that we need to do. So if the thought of just hopping on a call is that, what if you did it? What if that call changed your entire life? And so just click the link in the show notes to schedule that. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.